Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning on a Monday from the Pastoral Center in Winona, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Jason Kern of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And you're listening to Real Presence Live. Good morning, Father Kern. How are you? Good morning, Matt. I'm doing great. It's a, uh, a cloudy morning, but it's a it's a great day to be alive, right? It is. <laughs> I, I love. I kind of love days like this. It's just uh, you know, sunshine is great, but I love. You need to, to break it up too, right? Be able yeah. to, you know, for example, take pictures outside without the sunlight <laughs> glaring off of my big shiny forehead. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. I don't have that problem for the record. No, you don't. On, since we're on radio, I just want everyone to know that. Well, my. <laughs> Forehead keeps getting bigger every month, it seems. <laughs> You're listening to Real Presence Live, again, from the Pastoral Center in Winona, Minnesota. Monday morning, and uh, we have a great show, Father Kern, and uh, we have uh, just a lot to talk about this morning. I'm a lot excited. going on in the world. Yeah, there's, there's always a lot to talk about, it seems, but today there's a great lineup that we're able to, to have with us and to be able to have some great conversations with people who are doing their best to live the faith in the way that God has given him the grace. So it's great. Now you as vocation director for the Winona Rochester Diocese here, you things don't necessarily let up for you during the summer, do they? Yeah, it kind of transitions to uh, more applications and get working with guys who are on that final step of discernment. Uh, usually it slows down a little bit actually for the guys who are in more of an initial discernment and the seminarians themselves are on a summer break or their summer assignments, so they're busy. But the uh, guys who are applying for this fall, which thanks be to God, we have seven guys in the application process right, right now. And so no one's officially accepted because I still have some final paperwork and things that I'm working on. Um, but, but praise God, there's men who are ready to step forward and discern God's will for their lives and enter uh, college seminary this fall. And in this environment of COVID even, you've been able to, behind the scenes, uh, online, yeah. still communicate with these yep, guys. Yep, it's technology you know, saves a lot of trips and things like that anyway. And so it's been easy to kind of walk with them. They're all young and they all you know, use the internet. They use their cell phones. They text, all those things. And so uh, I've been able to stay in contact. And then some of them do need a kind of face-to-face meeting so we can appropriately kind of go for a walk outside or things like that and just kind of talk through where they're at and kind of are they really ready and or is this year or next year, those kinds of questions that they're having. Um, or, you know, none of them have, have, you know, kind of abandoned ship, which I'm surprised. You know, usually one or two are kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll wait a year. So kind it's of, been... Yeah, <laughs> iffy. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on that fence of discernment, right? Oh, yeah. Which way do I go? Well, we know that discernment has everything to do with prayer and i almost forgot let's let's begin the show with prayer father Kern, shall we? that sounds great would you like to leave sure in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen, amen. heavenly father we give glory and praise to your name today uh, we ask for the, the grace and courage uh, to be faithful disciples to be men women who are ready to journey 
uh, in faith and in love with you today. We specifically ask for the grace uh, from the gospel today where we're told to stop judging so that we may not be judged, but to do it with a heart of compassion and mercy and goodness, a heart that reaches people wherever they're at. And so we pray for the grace today just to be ones who have uh, a readiness to love rather than a readiness to judge and be uh, condemning. And so, Lord, give us the grace we need today to serve you, to love you, and to continue to live for you with all our hearts. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Saints, Saints John Fisher and St. Thomas More today. Great Excellent. saints. Excellent. Yeah, Pray so. for us. Amen. Yes. And we are going to be going to our first guest here, who is the team director at Minnesota State University of Mankato. Uh, we're talking about focus. Yes. Mike Mortensen, are you there hey, with hey, us? Hey, Father. Yes. Great to hear your How voice, you? sir. So Mike Mortensen and I worked uh, together for two years uh, when, when I was the chaplain at Minnesota State University Mankato at the Newman Center. And so Mike is a great um, leader, a great man of faith. He, uh, he can tell his own story, but uh, he you know, graduated from U Mary and uh, attended school up there and then um, became a focused missionary. He played football at U Mary, and then so he's, he's got a particular uh, emphasis towards athletes and reaching out to the athletes on campus. And he does really great work. So I'm super excited to have you with us, Mike. Uh, great to be able to kind of uh, hear you and, and talk with you this morning. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself, I guess, to start. Uh, yeah, so as I said, I came from uh, Dickinson, or I grew up in Dickinson, North Dakota, and uh, this last, uh, you know, the last five years I've been serving as a focused missionary at Minnesota State University, uh, and I went to school out at the University of Mary before that, and during that time I played uh, college football, and I, I really had my life deeply impacted by the group of focused missionaries that were there. Um, you know, I, I actually personally avoided them for the first couple months, and all of a sudden, one showed up at my dorm room. And uh, from that moment on, I, I really started learning deeply and drinking deeply from, um, from the faith and from the deep uh, uh, wellspring, I would call it, of, of the faith. And that helped kind of inform me and, and to lead me forward, not just to become a, a great man, but to also try and work towards becoming a great Christian in today's world, especially in the area of athletics. And so that's why uh, I, in particular, wanted to work with athletics here at Minnesota State, and I've been doing that, like I said, for five years now, going on six. That's awesome. Mike has a beautiful wife, and they do foster care. They have adopted two children, and uh, and work. They have a beautiful family, and so it's a it's a great. Uh, he, he's serving a mission, but a vocation, living life um, as focus. Tell us about focus. So, uh, if, for those who haven't heard about it, what is it, and then uh, how does it? How do you function? Yeah, so FOCUS, it stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And our main goal that we're trying to fulfill on college campuses all across the country is to fulfill the Great Commission. So we hear at the end of Matthew's Gospel, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them all that I have commanded you, and know that I'll be with you till the end of the age. And we really feel in the very uh, that, that Christ is calling us to go out and to not just uh, reach those few people here that are in our lives, but to also have this heart for those who are out there on college campuses who are in today's age getting filled with all kind of interesting ideas, um, and to actually bring the truth of the gospel to them. And how we do that primarily is through, uh, first is just developing a relationship. So I spend time with athletes, so I spend a lot of time going out to practices, um, trying to catch guys as they're walking to and from the locker room. 
Uh, actually, I have, I'm very, very lucky. I get to go and be a very crucial part of the baseball team here. I get to go out there and, and take hit, uh, take batting practice at times, to warm up pitchers, um, and just to be integrated into those different communities on college campuses. And then through that and developing those relationships, you get to know guys and, and to, you get to know these groups of individuals. And in that, you get to be a witness and an invitation into Bible studies. And so Bible studies is where we're digging in deeply and drinking deeply from the Word of God. What does it say? What does it really say? Um, uh, what, uh, how, how is God still alive and active? His Scripture was meant for all men in all ages. And so what is this Word of God speaking to us here and now, and how is that informing us? And then after that, as, as you begin to work within Bible studies, uh, you get, begin to notice a few leaders uh, begin to pop up. And in that time, you make that invitation. So as, as focus, we're not just making disciples, but missionary disciples. And so when you begin to see these leaders uh, arise within your Bible study, uh, you very intentionally get to know them and invite them maybe to a one-on-one conversation. And in that, uh, we'd, we'd like to share the gospel and make a high call into missionary discipleship. And so missionary discipleship is not just this own growth in your own faith and beginning to know Jesus through prayer and the sacraments, but then to also love Him so much that that love wells up from within you. And then it forces you, and, and this is what I think um, Pope Francis calls that missionary impulse, then, is to go out and to share the good news with those who are in your life that may be desperately needed or have never really had a, a clear invitation to it. So that's uh, what Focus does in a nutshell. Yeah, that's awesome, Mike. I love I love your description. I love the way that you're able to articulate it. It's it's beautiful to me. Not just uh, not just the approach, right? Uh, certainly that, but it's also very clear that you. Uh, that you have a you have a clarity about what you're called to do, right? And so th- that that is so powerful to be able to hear you articulate um, so clearly that you not only do you want to make disciples, you want to and then invite them into missionary discipleship. You want to lead them so that they can lead others. You know, uh, tell us how that's been on campus. What's it like at Minnesota State? How have you guys uh, seen that growth? And you know, in your experience, what's it been like? Yeah, so uh, when I first came on the campus, as you know, you were uh, the chaplain at the time. Uh, we'd just gotten into this brand new, uh, great Newman Center down here um, on the campus. And, and we were really just kind of trying to, I, I guess, get a feel for the, the space. But then also, too, I think the impact that we could have. So we've seen, it tremend- like, we've seen tremendous growth here in, in the time of my five years. You know, when I think, you know, just in very real things, I think when I first came in, we had something like 20 disciples. Now we, we have about 55 missionary disciples. So these are students, not just missionaries, but these are students who are out in their friend group, um, out in their classrooms, out in their sports teams, who are very intentionally trying to bring the gospel. So that's a, a one very, um, very concrete example of how we've grown. But then I'd also say, too, uh, we just have a tremendous staff here. So Focus also partners alongside campus ministry um, at the various campuses they serve on. And our campus minister, um, who was Joe Bakken, is now Andrew Heller. Those guys do such a great job of hosting and bringing in some of the, I I would call them some of the best um, Catholic speakers that are out there today. We've been so fortunate to have speakers like Trent Horn, who we've actually hosted a debate on campus with him um, where he, we brought in a, an atheist and we had a debate of um, is the Christian God real? 
And uh, we've also been able to bring in speakers. Um, one of my favorites was um, was bringing in like, like Matt Burke and then um, just, yeah, other great speakers like that who can really speak into the lives uh, of the students. And so we have this great thing where we have this, this community here at the Newman Center where we can invite people in to hear some goodness and some truth and some beauty. But then working with focus, going out onto campus and reaching those who maybe would never think about downing the door of a Newman Center or ever think about coming to church. So uh, that has worked really well. So we've seen awesome attendance, um, a real great growth in just in our capacity. Uh, but and we're, when we're continuing to hone that craft. So. Yeah, it's been very great uh, during the course of my five years here. Yeah, thanks. We're speaking with Mike Mortensen, the team director at Minnesota State University in Mankato, the St. Thomas More Newman Center. He is a focused missionary. He's the team director there and uh, works with the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Mike, it's powerful to hear your testimony. It's powerful to hear you kind of articulate uh, both the, the blessings that God has brought about through your yes in, in the mission. Uh, I love the way that you're, you've kind of discussed um, just both how you work with the Newman Center, that relationship. Uh, but a pastor, even a campus minister who works under the pastor, he, they can't be everywhere. They can't, they can't get on campus the same way that you, just by being in your role, being more of a peer, uh, can build that more of a friendship more of a, a relationship that's one-to-one and an, an invitation. So that invitation is so important. Uh, let's talk just briefly before we go. How is, uh, before we go on break, how has the COVID-19 pandemic changed focus this year? What was that like there in down the stretch here? Yeah, so uh, I think like many campuses around the country, uh, we, did, we were forced to go and do everything digital. Um, you know, everybody kind of went home and there weren't that many people left on campus. And so one of, we really did two things. So we kept our Bible studies going through, uh, through different platforms, online platforms, and we continued to do discipleships through that as well. But then we also, we really, really blessed. Uh, we actually hosted for the first, I believe, first time ever within Focus, a digital father's house retreat. So this was a retreat where uh, we emphasized and put emphasis on how God the Father views you as an individual and how you as an individual view God the Father, and trying to help um, put that within right relationship with uh, with God the Father to help those individuals. And so we had, I believe, 85 attendants on that, wow. and that was really, really great. Um, so, like, the Lord continued to use even this time of, of pandemic, and I think it was a great opportunity, personally, to, to really share the gospel, because it, it everybody, uh, everybody has this very... Um, uh, uh, was essentially isolated a little bit more, and they, they really, it was a great opportunity to share the joy of the gospel and the truth of the gospel and intentionally pursuing those relationships with other students. So, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of what we did, and um, yeah, it, it was a great opportunity. I still, not my preferred method, but <laughs> uh, it, it's really great that we were able to do that. Speaking with Mike Mortensen here on Real Presence Live, Matt Wilkham along with Father Jason Kern talking about focus and what the great work they're doing on the campus of Minnesota State University in Mankato. Mike, we're going to pick it up on the other side with more. We're going to talk a little bit about different creative ways that you've had to kind of develop to, to stay in touch with college students during this time of isolation. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that and much more You're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and spiritual services. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about our special offering when you sign a lease in June. 701-237-4700 or org. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 17 minutes past the hour. It's Real Presence Live Monday morning from the Pastoral Center in Winona, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilkham, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, along with the Vocations Director alongside me, Father Jason Kern. Good to be with you this morning. And we are coming to you from the Pastoral Center, where we're gradually beginning to talk about reopening the Pastoral Center during this time of lockdown, COVID. We've been kind of shut down here the past few we, weeks. We have, but our people have been you know, working hard from home and making it work online and everything else. It's, it's an unusual time. And even now, I'm kind of like, okay, I want to get back at it. I want to just throw my hat in the ring and say, come on, let's do it. But I know there's a need for everyone to kind of feel like they're ready and, uh, and to do that in a prudent manner. So we're, the, the plan is being put in place for this place to open up. But we're still here. We're still here working hard. Right. And <laughs> the missionary impulse does not stop. Amen. Just because a pandemic comes along, if anything, it's even more of a reason to reach out in whatever way we can. And that's exactly what Mike Mortensen has been doing, who is a team leader for Focus Fellowship of Catholic University students at Minnesota State University in Mankato. He's on the line with us. Welcome back again to the show, Mike. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. 
I thought, Mike, you did a great job talking about the mission of Focus in the last segment and just what the Fellowship of Catholic University students does to build relationships with one-on-one individuals, invite them into a small group where they can form them, give them uh, a vision for the gospel of what Christ is calling them to, help them to hear the word and be nourished by it, and then to transform their lives through a deeper invitation to then become, as Matt was just saying, that missionary impulse, to become missionaries themselves, to have the desire uh, and the fervor to want to evangelize. To, to share with their love of the Lord and of the faith with others, to invite them into the Catholic life. And so I just uh, I love what Focus does. I'm a huge supporter. I've been able to work with Focus both here at Winona State University and then also at Minnesota State Mankato where I was chaplain, um, really at both places, but at, in Mankato for two years as the Newman Center was being uh, just, it had just been built. In February, it was built and I took over that month and uh, was able to walk right into a, to a, a mission and, and an exciting time in my priesthood and ministry. So Mike, uh, we just started talking before the break a little bit about kind of how you handled the pandemic and you talked about getting online using the online platforms um, keeping the bible studies going keeping kind of that discipleship the one-on-one connections as best you can over an online forum Uh, what other ways have you guys worked with students and kind of been able to invest in them and continue the relationships develop them even Uh, what has it been like throughout uh, the end of the semester and into the summer uh, a few things that we were also able to do at the end of the year. I, uh, there was a, a, a worldwide rosary um, that was led by our Holy Father, uh, I believe through EWTN, actually. And that was also another way where we connected with students right in that early, early part of the pandemic, uh, where we all tuned in uh, together uh, and live-streamed that rosary with our Holy Father. And, and then we're, we're able to have conversations after that as well. Um, you know, just talking how through with each individual how we're doing. Um, you know, we had we actually had two students in particular um, who they they were married and and they were uh, pregnant and they just actually had their first their first child just the other day, um, which was really exciting. But they were talking about the stresses and the worries of that, and um, you know, it was it was small things like that where you found opportunities to still gather together and have a conversation. Um, to really reach out and say, you know, how are you really doing? Um, Because I think it put many, many of us, uh, myself included, in uncomfortable situations and um, and, and, and things that we didn't think, uh, you know, if you were to begin the year 2020 um, and say, hey, we're all going to end up isolated at home because of a pandemic, uh, you know, we would have all probably laughed about it. Um, But then also, too, I think another, uh, another great thing that was, Super, it was really helpful, and this is one of the great things about working um, uh, with college students is there's a there's so many different um, apps and, and things like that that are set up to be a little more social. Um, and so that was a fun thing, too, where if you know if you needed somebody just to chat with or get together, uh, you could go on to this app called House Party, um, and you go on there and it lets everybody know that essentially who you're friends with, hey, uh, you're online. And like, I actually had a lot of gr- really great conversations with that. And then I would say probably one of the greatest highlights for me, now this was using the online thing, but was actually a group of guys who were my first ever Bible study that I had when I first came to campus, reached out and asked, hey, why don't we get together just once and see how we're all doing in chat? And that went really well, where we actually started coming together every week. So it's been really fun to see my first ever Bible study with guys who were all graduated and all over the country. Um, 
uh, some in Texas, some in Georgia, actually coming together and making that time to intentionally get together and discuss uh, discuss things of the faith. Um, so those have been some really cool uh, examples of things that have, that have taken off during this time of COVID. I love that. That's great um, that you're able to kind of keep those connections and deepen them and then uh, kind of reignite some old ones. You know, guys find they have more time on their hands or just, you know, they want, they have right. this sort of the pandemic has forced people to reflect, right? Like what is, where am I going? What do I want? Um, just a kind of a collective gasp of air and saying, okay, who am I and where am I going with my life? And to kind of go back to the foundations and return to the, where they received a great formation from you in their Bible study previously. I guess, you know, that's kind of where you went and where you're at. Looking ahead, what's, uh, what's the plan? I, so we're going to talk to Father Bob Horahan, the rector of Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary, coming up in the next uh, segment mm. after the break. And um, we, we're talking to him about how they're the plan to open up and what, the, what that's going to look like. But for you guys, that's, that also very much is important. What's um, both Minnesota State Mankato, have they announced a plan? And then also uh, for you at the Newman Center, what are your plans for the fall? Yeah, so... Um, as of right now, uh, the, the university hasn't made a solid decision, but it is starting to sound more and more like it's going to be that, that hybrid um, situation where the campus will be open and, and the dorms will be open for people to come in and there will be some in-class in um, work done, but they'll also have the option as well to, to whether it's Zoom in or Skype in, I'm not sure, um, sure. and come into a classroom electronically. And so... Yeah. One of the things that we're really trying to, and too, you're going to be stepping into a situation where um, maybe the, in the classical way where you get up and go and, and shake hands and get to know somebody on campus, that might not be a, a possibility yet this year um, as well. So one of the things that we're really trying to do, and we just started, uh, we're in our very early discussions, but we're really trying to say how can we make the Newman Center, um, even just by its uh, just its appearance in its place. We're right across the street from campus. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, how can we make this a place where people want to come in um, during this time of, uh, of a great deal of chaos and, and really utilize that space well to say, come on in, get to know us. Um, because, uh, you know, this is just the different times that we're in of, of trying to get creative. And that's something I'd really encourage many of the listeners, right? Get creative um, with ways in which you can reach out. No, try every idea. Uh, there is, at this point, there should be really no fear of failure. Because, I mean, that's what we're doing as well, is we're going to be trying all kinds of different things. We're going to be trying to utilize the social media more, but also, too, that to try and get it major, uh, like we exist right on a major walkway, of really trying to invite people, even just right in front of our building, that walk by and say, hey, uh, would you be interested in, in grabbing a cup of coffee or, you know, something yeah. that respects their space um, during this time of corona. And but then also too, they, they they can feel very welcome and know that they have a place that they can come into and experience goodness, truth, and beauty. I love that, uh, Mike. Um, it's hard for me not to call you Mort. We always call you Mort, <laughs> Mike Mort. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I love that, and um, you know, because you're right. One of the challenges in ministry on a campus setting is just getting them in the door, right? And they yeah. they already think, oh, the Newman Center is either this weird Catholic group, or it's just a place that I don't feel welcome, or I don't know if I'd be able to go there on my own, or whatever. And uh, and so now it's going to be even harder, right? That's a, that's a, even a bigger hurdle uh, in terms of just people feeling 
uncomfortable because they don't know if you are open or they don't know what you know they have to do if they do enter there. Uh, do they have to wear a mask or any of those kinds of things? So just you know, putting a sign out that says, "Hey, we're open," or having a persona, uh, a, a greeting, um, those kinds of things are super important right now. They just keep bridging the gap for people to make it easier for them to come to faith and to not have all these hurdles or kind of obstacles that make people feel off put or awkward uh, about being uh, able to enter or be, be present with you. So I love that. Mike, we got about a minute left. Um, yeah. Mike Mortensen, the team director uh, for focus at Minnesota state Mankato. Today is the feast of St. Thomas More. The Newman center's name is St. Thomas More. Uh, what thoughts, what things are you thinking about as you kind of go forward? Um, I'll, I'll give you the minute what do you think uh, you would like to to talk about as as we close here yeah yeah no i think st thomas more it's great praying with him uh this morning in in the office of readings and he writes his letter to his daughter margaret right and knowing that all things work for the goodness of god and there's no things that no trials or tribulations that can compare with the goodness that is heaven and so just as a reminder to that like for myself it's good to remind myself that even though there's these sufferings, these things point us to, they all fail in comparison and prepare the heart for heaven. I would just say, too, uh, for all listeners out there, if you're interested, um, Focus is doing a, a fervorino um, every now and then, and so the next one is coming up here on June 30th. So if you just go on and, and go focus.org backslash fervorino, uh, you can go on there and hear some powerful messages during this time to, to build up your own uh, your own prayer life and your own um, holiness during this time of coronavirus. Awesome. Great to speak with you, Mike. Yeah, it's great to hear from you guys too. Father, it's always good chatting with you. Happy feast day of St. Thomas More. Amen. Focus.org slash Fervorino. Love that. Love yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Mike Mortensen, thanks for joining us again on Real Presence Live. And there are more great segments to come on Real Presence Live. Up next, we'll talk with Father Bob Horhan about his journey to the priesthood and how he's helping other young men discern their call. And later, we'll dive into a great tool for helping discern the promptings of the Lord. All this and much more coming up next. Stay tuned.